0: It's time again for the one show that takes a look at business from a different perspective. The Coaching Perspective with Master Certified Business Coach, Doug Defeller. Hey, Doug. Hey, Paul. Glad to be with you here in studio today. And welcome to today's episode of the Coaching Perspective radio show. I'm a Master Certified Coach by the International Coach Federation, and I've been coaching leaders and their teams for 21 years, helping them to clarify their objectives and reach their goals. And if you'd like to know more about my coaching service, just go to the website, TheCoachingPerspective.com. Well, our guest for today is Camber Hill, and he's going to be talking about coaching from white collar executives to T shirt millennials. Wow. You know, if I had to put a label on what Camber does, I would say he's a life coach, but that doesn't really tell the whole story. Camber says he was born to do what he does, he didn't take a class to learn how to be a business owner or become a successful executive or to become a life coach. He says he he invented it. He tells us that he has a PhD in results, which is why he has private clients who've been with him for up to 28 years. Well, we'll find out more. Welcome to the Coaching Perspective Radio Show, Camber. Thank you. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you here today. I'm excited. This is fabulous. Well, you know, and uh, excited is a, is a shortcoming. The, the first time I talked to you, you said yes right away and jumped right on it. I mean, it's like you were waiting to be on radio. I'm a yes man. <laughs> well, look, tell us a little bit about what you did before, what you're doing now. Give us a little bit of the, the background.
1: Okay, so I began entrepreneurial, you know, from uh, throwing papers uh, for the Tribune to make a dollar a day up to uh, my first enterprise was a nonprofit organization, which is a silly thing to do when you're first starting out. It's <laughs> much better to do profit. Um, by 21, I had a small business in Newport Beach called Shazam Entertainment, which is not um, likened to Shazam on our cell phones. Okay. So um, I specialized in magicians, and psychics, and belly dancers for executive uh, parties and whatnot. And then um, I moved into the software business, and I partnered up with uh, Mainstream Data Systems. We were one of the first uh, um, turnkey systems to supply the auto the uh, auto repair service industry. In the midst of all that. I began, I don't even know, Doug, where it started necessarily, but numerology okay. crept in while I had Shazam Entertainment and people began to seek my advice, business owners. With my you know, 20, 25-year-old brain, uh, mature, uh, sophisticated, ambitious people began to ask me to sit down uh, for advice. And so, really, out of uh, the smoke and flames of being a young entrepreneur, I started a reputation as a numerologist.
0: Okay, I'm not even sure what a numerologist is. I'm not honest. either,
1: but uh, <laughs> now I have a much better idea. So, uh, numerology is a branch of knowledge of, of, that was you know, founded thousands of years ago by a mathematician. And what he discovered was that human beings, once on the day that they're born, on the month, the day, and the year, just based on some simple numbers, yeah. you could actually begin to understand the weaknesses and the strengths that a person will endure or that they will polish and sharpen or that they will um, want to ignore. There's a lot of secrets uh, about the way that we feel and that we think that are actually buried into these numbers that have, I call them personalities.
0: Okay. All right. So,
1: yeah, and then there are common things that no matter, there's only, uh, in numerology, there's only um, nine single digits, one through nine, and then there's 11, 22, and 33. Just on those numbers alone, each person is kind of like a recipe. It's like baking a recipe, and all these numbers have certain ways of playing themselves out, and it's how they end up in combinations. So, for some incredible reason, I became keenly able to sit with a person, just based on those numbers in front of me, and a dialogue would begin. Interesting.
0: Yeah. And really, I mean, at 21, you didn't have a ton of
1: experience behind you. I did not. Uh, Yeah. I did not. And the people seeking my help were much more educated, well-rounded, traveled, however, the things behind most of us, especially the more decades we're alive, there are the elementary parts of us, and I was able to unearth those. You could say, in this day and age, I would hack. You know, <laughs> I would hack into the heart and soul of the person in front of me who was troubled by some circumstance, or they were just ambitiously after, an, you know, something particular. Expanding business, getting the board of directors more on their side, um, you know, wheeling in their children who had got a little bit out of control or themselves, their spouse. So it's all relationship related for the most part, which I do. Okay. It's understanding the spark and the flame behind the relationships and then managing them with some grace, not stumbling, but gracefully managing the relationships.
0: All right. And then where'd you go from there?
1: Um, well, I did it up until 30. Um, where, I, where I actively, you know, did these businesses. And then I went into corporate America, and I thought, well, if I can manage to do this with my private people, then why don't I just take this, you know, information, this wisdom, shall we say, and go into corporate America? So I did that for a decade, um, working in okay. television and in radio, and um, then finally in the IT world by the time I was 40. So at that point that wasn't a really a great scene for me, you know, cubicles, <laughs> you know, they're fun, but, um, you're not a cubicle I'm not guy. A, I mean, we know, don't know each other that well, but right? I can tell that right away. <laughs> I'm too loud. Doug. You're, boun- you're loud. bouncing off the wall too. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm better out in the fresh air getting, doing my own stick and helping others who might be in a cubicle, okay. um, figure out how best to handle it. But you know, at one point there's a taboo, Doug, that's, it's really kind of a bummer, quite frankly. Um, But I could be sitting with the CEO of a a Fortune 500 company or, you know, a much smaller business that's, you know, prosperous. And just the fact that numerology sounds a little spooky or it could be associated with astrology or any other type of esoteric kind of thing, they may get the riches from it. But God forbid that anybody working under them should know about that. So I made a decision that I was going to distance myself from that.
0: Mm, Why not just
1: use my my box of tools and begin to develop a serious reputation as a coach a coach had didn't even live at the time when i started when was this well i mean at 21 in 1983 there wasn't words like coaching yeah. you yeah. you either a consultant or you work for somebody and a consultant you usually met nobody wanted to work with you anymore because you were too old and you had to come up with a new <laughs> title for it you know but that was then this is now so um I had to use other monikers and, w- and divide, you know, ways to to explain myself. But now I'm free and clear of that. And now my those little tools are things that are kept to me in order to provide me with insight into my client and get them to their ultimate performance and their objectives. Okay. okay. Did that make sense? Yes, it did. <laughs> it did. No, it did. And and you know and I you
0: told, shared it with me before and it mm-hmm. made made sense again. So <laughs> So, okay, so that brings you up to then sort of leaving those entrepreneurial ventures behind, Mm -hmm. moving into, let's say, life coaching. Mm -hmm. Catch us up from there.
1: Okay, so, um, you know, primarily, I will attest that in the early days of my practice, the person that was most likely to look outside the box, Doug, and do something uh, you know, other than standard practice for solving their problems, were women. Very smart women who knew. I, I think women, just by virtue of their gender, uh, and because a lot of women become m- mothers, they're entrepreneurial. I believe that women are natural, naturally entrepreneurial. And if you're naturally entrepreneurial, then you don't stay on the, on the, uh, the or- ordinary road. You choose different ways in which to solve your problems. You have to when you're learning on the on the fly, right? Well, therefore, women who became into powerful positions were looking for ways to solve their banking issues, how to move the bank into international flavor, how to you know uh, get uh, their their uh, human capital into proper you know working conditions and better ways. Um, so they would use it strategically, but. That went up until about nine, till about 2000, 2012, okay. and then I saw this incredible change, like out of nowhere. Suddenly, men were coming out from behind the curtain and looking like their contemporaries were, the women, were starting to not feel like they had to look and do things in just a certain kind of way in order to keep your respect. And especially young, more, more younger men, mind okay. you, um, they really leaned into it, and they started reaching out to me without any, um, you know, luggage or um, preconceived notions that seeking coaching would diminish their authoritative capability. It became, it's become a lot more acceptable that no matter who we are, men and women who are in leadership roles, you better seek some coaching.
0: You know, I I hadn't really thought about it, but. I, I would kind of agree with your observation in that I have found women more likely to be involved in life coaching.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Men may be more willing or a tendency to go to business coaching, mm-hmm. but a little reticent to go to life coaching. And I've never explored why that is, mm-hmm. but it's sort of uh,
1: an observation,
0: no statistical data on it. But mm-hmm. just, I, I would agree with that observation.
1: Yeah. And not only Doug, like with, with what you're saying, uh, uh, the the field in itself, life coaching. If I go online on YouTube or any other, uh, you know, on the net to try to search out coaching, it, the population of f- females in the role opposed to males is 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 gigantic, and men are dwarfed in it. Um, and but that's changing.
0: Yeah, it is, and I and I have a theory about that, and this is strictly a theory, and that is that having been in coaching for over 20 years. Yeah. Right. In the early days of coaching, very few coaches could make a full-time living Mm. Mm -hmm. off of coaching. Mm -hmm. And so what I saw in those days was a lot of women in coaching Mm. who weren't totally dependent on their income Mm. as a coach for supporting the family. Right, right. They were either a secondary income or it was a hobby i don't mean that they weren't serious good coaches but right. they weren't as financially motivated by right. the business as men were now right. like you say that's changed and coaching you know is a very respectable business today in terms of you can make a living at it yeah definitely thank goodness gracious yeah right
1: <laughs> if my wife's listening we're making a living at it yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 it's all yours anything you need is yours yeah, yeah it's it's fascinating I'm so glad to be my age and to have been, you know, not only did I watch black and white come in, or I should say color, I didn't see black and white come in, oh my God. Yeah, I just gonna, gave you myself talk, You remember the
0: talkies when they first came Well, to- yeah, of course I do. Yeah. No, God, I don't remember that.
1: But it just, you know, watching the progress um, and watching it exponentially in the last five years alone has been magnificent. That... People are leaning into their, you know, you can be, vulnerability used to be looked at like a weakness. Yes. And Doug, I got into double trouble when I was in leadership positions and I would go to my boss and I, if I walked in and said, Hey, how you feeling today, John? Why are you asking me how I'm feeling, Gamber? Well, because how you're feeling is going to determine how my work day is going to go. That might be one reason, <laughs> but God forbid you should ask that. You could say, what are your plans for the day? Right? The languaging of sensitivity or feelings used to be, uh, you don't want to do that. You know. So I would, get, I would probably unnerve people because my questions, my specific question in any casual conversation was about the raw you. Not your, super, not, the, not your identification, not your shoes in your car. I'm not asking about your shoes. I'm asking how you are and what's going on and tell me what's going on because I'm gonna know if you're trying to bluff me out. And there's nothing worse than somebody trying to bluff and somebody telling you that you're bluffing. It just gets worse, right? But today, vulnerability is an asset. Vulnerability, intuition, keen passion for what you're doing, harnessing it, managing it, and doing something strategically to enhance your life and the life of the people that you're dealing with. Is the objective and it's not looked down on any further.
0: But you know, I think that it, I would agree with that. I think that it is a, those traits come easier to women. I hate yes. to be sexist about yeah. this, but I think they come easier to women mm-hmm. than they do to men. Absolutely. You know, I, I don't know whether we were brought up in such a way that it doesn't come to us. I don't think we're hardwired one way or the no, other. No, I think it's social environmental you know, engineering. But I, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, and it is difficult for many men to accept or to be vulnerable and to uh, embrace their intuition. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, I mean, what is intuition? Intuition is a fact-based decision that's, right. that you made so fast you don't even know you accumulated right. facts. I mean, Right, you
1: know. right. Well, you know what? And what's really awesome is if, if young men want to find out, you know, how to find the right mate, um, men should learn one thing. Uh, shut your mouth and ask some questions. Ask your mate or the person you're pursuing how they feel, what's going on in their day. We men are so used to like holding the conversation. We're, we've are we been brought up that as leaders, we need to be in control, we need to manage what's going on. But if you're going to walk into a bar and you want to, you know, if you're dealing with, a, you know, an ordinary situation with a man and a woman, these men walk in all and they're you know puffed up and ready to you know show how macho they are um, they got a they got a hard lesson to learn if they can loosen up and uh, provide some laughter and ask some questions that will create more dynamic relationships than anything else I know just you know in that simple way for dating boys close your mouth and ask some questions, <laughs> and, and listen while you're at it. Oh yeah, there you go. You know, so <laughs> now the tough really part comes listen, out. right? Don't think about your wrenches uh, and you, yeah. you know your objectives tomorrow. The chick at the next bar that might be a better hit. Sit there and listen, and use these what I would call feminine skills, right? Because okay. it doesn't matter whether you're male or female. Men, I think, who are in the coaching a business who reach any level of true competence have a very feminine passion for interest in seeing things become into its potential that's a very feminine thing why does a mother who has a son who can like you know beat up one kid and then comfort that child and, and no matter what happens to that child that mother still reaches in there and wants to pull out the potential of that child right that's a very nurturing loving energy well we as coaches we're really even though we're dudes we're leaning in to the potential which is not necessarily in the state of reality yet but we 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 can see it we can sense it we can taste it we know it's in there but we have to learn how to draw it out of our clients right you know one of the sad things is that
0: uh what draws this out of many of us that is not normal is when we are put into a situation that is totally frightening. hmm Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking of the event in Las Vegas this last mm, weekend. Okay? Right. And a, a client of mine was there and came back, flew back. And he mm. said when he came back on Monday in mm-hmm. the airport, mm-hmm. he said the atmosphere in the airport was mm. so different from what it normally is mm. because so many of the people were... Had stayed for the concert, or been involved in it, or close to it, or were touched by it, other than just watching it on the news. Right. Um, But he said he was so encouraged by the nurturing that he Mm. saw people providing to one another. It's awesome. You know, Mm -hmm. whereas normally, you know, you you go to the airport, you look at the the line and the men are all thinking about their business and mm-hmm. they're all getting ready maybe the women are too mm-hmm. you know we're not caring about the person standing next right. to us. but in this kind of environment all mm-hmm. of a sudden everybody was yeah. willing to step out of their comfort zone yeah. and express feelings and, right. and express support and concern
1: right for one another we, we you know in a moment like that i mean they've measured it through science and stuff at a moment like that simplifying it we become one but, yes. you know, it, it's, already a, it's, already a, it's already a fact that we are, we're all one. It's all one. However, because we have skin and bones around us and we all can, you know, dress differently and drive a different this or live in a different place, we have some, some retarded idea that we're all separate, which is nonsense. We're all connected, intricately connected so many of us were affected just by last week. I could feel, Doug, I, I sensed at the end of the evening, and I'm not a news watcher, you know, I don't get infatuated with dramatizations, yeah. but there's been a few times now in my life, and this past week being one of them, where I, I, I got drawn in, and I I became overwhelmed and wept, you know, by my, sitting at my kitchen table in the middle of my work, suddenly overwhelmed and what i know is that this energy this thing my fellow human beings on the small green planet is moving through me at all times everything is moving i'm not just sitting here i'm a part of what's happening right so when a catastrophe like that happens i want to position my brain in the most constructive fashion possible so that I'm participating in 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 the in a productive outcome, no matter how hairy and horrible. It's to be compassionate, not to just be sweet and nice. Yeah, because that's one energy. Yeah. That's a little sloppy energy. I think compassion is a powerful energy oh, I, of of health. I help. can
0: relate to. It. I was watching it and thinking, why am I just trained as a business coach? Gee, I wish I was a grief counselor.
1: Oh wow! You know?
0: Gee, wow, I, I would have loved. Wow. To have the training to be out there and provide real support, because I see every day what my coaching does for people right. in, in ordinary life. Right. But what about in those moments when your life is not ordinary? Wouldn't that be phenomenal? to that? Well, to what be about that? Step
1: out and help. What about that, Mister? Yeah. Why? Why not um, make that offer to a local? agency and put yourself out there because you have all the tools it's it's a chameleon you know box of tools that you have that can be applicable I can see you sitting there and really just really adjusting somebody's consciousness you know who might be suffering and lighten their load by your by simply your your presence and your compassion
0: yeah it's it, it would be a fantastic opportunity to give back
1: yeah and so I, I I see taking us
0: back a little bit to where we were. You know, mm-hmm. I can I can see what you're tapping into, and I can see why, from a social point of view, we are starting to see the, the men more willing to step into these roles. Yeah, it's more acceptable.
1: Yeah, for them to do it. I have football players, you know, that, that I work with. I mean, the first time I had a football player, I was like, "Are you kidding?" Can, can, is he gonna? Rel- can I relate to him? <laughs> I don't have any uh, shoulder pads, and I haven't broken anything or you know jam my head into it. I mean, can I do this? That football player cried more than anybody I've ever had in my chair before. <laughs>
0: Easy. Look, the uh, producer's waving at me. Let's uh, take a break. Uh, we'll go to a commercial, and then we will come right back here in a couple of minutes. <laughs> Okay, the break's over. Uh, that, that's a shame because uh, those of you who weren't here for the break, we were having a fascinating conversation. <laughs> with, we, we sort of took off from where we were on mm-hmm. the air, and, and Camber and I got into this discussion about the uh, identity crisis and the, mm-hmm. the life coaching impact
1: of, mm-hmm. of identity crisis. you want
0: to share that a little bit with the audience, where you were going with that?
1: Yeah. Doug, it's, it's um, you know... W- the the more comfortable we are, you know we all we all strive for that right. Sure. I mean that's really what we strive for. Most of us are looking. When is my next great meal? I mean that's a, that's a really you know human thing. Am I am I safe? You know am I safe? Am I you know where am I going to eat? Maslow's hierarchy. You know we got to right. satisfy all those basic needs. Right. Those basic needs, and then once we, we 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 can plateau and get it all managed right, and then we just manage, right? We manage until something. Harry happens, something, you know, divorce, death, uh, being terminated, uh, getting fed up, and then quitting, um, uh, the loss of a child. There, there, um, a parent, some people, I mean, just a parent alone can, sure. can really wipe a person, some people out. Um, I call these inflections, you know? There's these inflections in life. And when they happen, we have to step out of what we have been managing and suddenly a spiritual quest kind of opens up, you know. Um, and in this, in, this, in this moment when you just open, something opens you up, like having a heart attack I and mean, having your chest opened up, it can feel like that when you're hitting these moments. You, you suddenly ask, you know, who, who am I? Who, no. Who, am, am I my college? No, I am not my college am i my neighborhood no you're not your neighbor am i co- my career am i my, am i the husband no you're not the husband these are all particles of who you are these are things that you have decorated your life with these do not define you so i find out that when i ask my people who am i i ask them to say that who am i they are dumbfounded it's a tough question for most people because they'll use the things i am a doctor i'm a doctor of medicine or i'm a psych- or, i'm an architect or i'm a television pre- uh, no you're not no you're not no who are you okay get back to me next week because you got to go you got to sit with that identity once you once you break loose like a barnacle off of the pier and you can get into the flow of the ocean and you can begin to get a sense of the dynamics that are within you the sky is the limit but you need to of course attach yourself So you're just not being tossed about by the currents and the times and the dramas. You need to go, okay, out of, like, who am I? I am a coach, morning, noon, and night. My job is to bring out the ultimate potential and to keep my people safe and to have them be successful. That's who I am. I I can't turn it off, right? I don't just walk in out the door of my office and and turn into some other dude. This is really now... I'm doing 100 percent who I am. Is a transformationalist? I don't know it sounds weird, but see, and the and the key thing there, which I'm,
0: I'm I want to make sure people don't miss, is okay. when you speak that powerfully about who you are. Mm-hmm. I am a coach. Mm-hmm. It's not because that's where you're making your revenue. No. You know, it's not because that's what your business card says. No. For you, the way you described it is, I am a person who has these attributes, Mm -hmm. which coincide with the way you would define a coach. Correct. But you could stop being a coach, you would be the same person. I can't
1: help... I don't... I didn't even want... Doug, quite frankly, uh, let me just give it to you straight. I did not want to do this. I wanted to be an attorney. I Oh, first it was first it was a per- oh no not no. an attorney yeah well first it was You'd a priest definitely need help <laughs> right I could do an argument first it was a priest that wasn't good I didn't want to wear a dress um, they don't wear that anymore yeah you could you know, I missed it I missed it uh, and then it was a lawyer uh, and then I decided you know at the in my teenage days I wanted to be a manufacturer I mean I grew up in a neighborhood where everybody was the vice president of something. You know, and so I associated that was life, that was reality. So my ultimate job was I wanted to run a corporation. That's what I wanted to do, and everything I, everything I've disclosed to you reveals my intention. I was a business, sure. you know, cr- co-creator. I I dig that, right? But in it all, I was since 21 years old. I'm 56. At 21, I started sitting down with another human being and being very fascinated by. And, and the people, thank goodness, I wasn't just sitting with, you know, anybody. I've been sitting with fascinating people who run our world, who produce the food products that we eat, to produce the petroleum that we get into our cars. I'm, I am sit with some pretty fascinating people. Aren't they all? The no, not all of them.
0: <laughs> I, I think... I think, I think <laughs> not everybody, I think, Doug.
1: I think everybody, everybody is fascinating. They are. I think
0: some people just hide it.
1: Well, some people never got to... And, and, and here's the difference, Doug. The people I'm referring to are people who said, oh, I'm going to do this. I mean, and they, got, they got some grit, and they, got, and they had to do it, right? Okay. Well, there's many people who... And, and, and it's all equal, You know, are they all fascinating? Yes. I can sit with somebody who bakes, because I'm not a baker, but I'm fascinated by recipe, by different ingredients that go in to make up something fabulous. And that they do that on the spur, and they do it out of love, and they share it with their neighbor. I'm like jealous of that person. So yes, everybody is special, and everybody is unique. But not everybody has to grovel to get where they are. Those are the people that I really okay. am fascinated okay. by. So that's how I would define it. People who really have to put their, their skin in their They've made a commitment. They made a commitment to something bigger, and, and they went after it. And that's typically the person, Doug, who, who comes to me. It, it's, it's not the, the, the more quieter person.
0: And what do your clients generally
1: come to you for? What are they looking for out of coaching? Well, you know, oddly enough, there's been a turn in my business, Doug, that I didn't ever expect, which is couples. Um, That really added a new flavor for me. Not that I'm really answering your question specifically. But um, that's interesting. I've only coached couples a couple of times. Yeah. Well, and that works. A couple, a couple. You had a couple, you did a couple (laughs) of times. That worked out. Twos are in the the fortune for you. Um, Yeah. You know, and, and couples. So as an example, what would a couple come to me for? In um, the, the 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 people between twenty and thirty four, they're actually coming to me, Doug, to get together. I mean, how smart is that, right? Yeah. Uh, but I also have people in their forties who are who are wanting to get together, and they under and they've been together before in in a contract of marriage, but they need to figure out why their spouses are getting upset with them, or and and because. Women have a lot more liberty now. Um, everybody needs to be participating properly in their behavior in order to win the other, you know, whether you're gay or straight. Everybody is seeking, or, or and then the many different other things that are out there, but mm-hmm. everybody is seeking to be loved. But now, it's not just about being loved for what you can provide, but there's more equality between every single person. So we got to deal with our stuff now. So if... And most people are dealing with what they learned from their mother and father, quite frankly, on a very Freudian basis. So if you've never dealt with the situation between your mom and your dad and what it meant to you, or that your uncle or your aunt who raised you, your grandmother, a lot of people were raised by somebody else, yeah. um, and you don't deal with that, that, that mess, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be in your relationship. And your relationship will not be fabulous until you unearth that stuff and iron it out and deal with it. But don't you think this is a, and, and this is what I hear you saying, I know you
0: don't disagree, but don't you think that this is a huge change socially that mm. we are seeing younger people mm-hmm. being, being as focused and trying to identify who am I, mm-hmm. what's important to me, mm-hmm. who do I want to be, not what do I want to be. Right. You know, whereas the prior generations, you know, we were more focused on what I'm going to be.
1: Yeah. And how much can I make? Yeah. Can right. I make enough doing that? Yeah. Um, to satisfy the needs of a family. Um, at, and that was really, you know, the, that's the dinosaur, Doug, now. That, yeah. that model is, is a dinosaur model now. but. It's not just for younger people, it's for all of us. We all are able now oh. to make those choices. Yeah, absolutely. You know? But we have to deal, so like you're a business coach, you know, and I really admire business coaches because, you, you know, it, with all due respect, to business coaches, dealing with a, a very uh, specific, targeted part of that human being in their daily business culture, right? Am, am I wrong or? Uh, a little bit wrong. Okay, so yeah. enlighten me. Okay. So, so, tell me, how much broader does a business coach go? Uh,
0: um, people come to a business coach because that is a it, for a business reason. Okay. And 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 the business reason that they come to them for is a socially accepted you could say it out loud, you could mention it in the cocktail party and it's very comfortable and everybody nobody would think twice of you mm-hmm. the same way if you went to a tax consultant or okay. had somebody help prepare your taxes. Right. Or an attorney. So I'm going to a business coach. But I have never had a business client. Mm-hmm. That we didn't talk about mm. their life situations mm. too. That's not why they came to me. Right. That's not what I'm pushing on them. Right. But if you develop the coaching relationship mm-hmm. and we know and trust one another, mm-hmm. and I'm looking for what's important to you, what can I, what do you need to talk about that's going to help you feel better about what you're doing? Right. That's going to frequently broaden out past business. So. Yeah. Uh, your perception, I I would modify it a little bit. Yeah, good. Okay. Yeah,
1: modified. <laughs> I am modified. Man, that was an easy. <laughs> <laughs> Told you, I'm a yes man. <laughs> no, but if it makes sense. You know. It makes sense, and it yeah. does. And, and that that has been you know my concern. I, I've been really like interested because I don't sit in a corporate environment and do my coaching. I just I just why because they're not calling me. Right? Yeah. That's not who's calling me. Why aren't they calling me? Why aren't they calling me, Doug? I don't know. But I think it's because I primarily deal with such raw stuff that it's, we're not there yet, Doug. We're, we're just not there. Like you said, you can be in a party and you can say, I got a business coach and, and everybody's like, Oh, that's so cool, dude. Like, you know, what's going on? That was a dude, not a Doug. Yeah. Um, that's my street talk. It. Okay, good. It. Just checking. And, um, and you can do that. But there's still a little bit of a stigma, not unlike a psychiatrist or something. However, it is changing dramatically. But I tell my clients, when you walk out that door, you you walk out of that door and you go tell your family you're seeing a life coach and you say it was some spit and vinegar because that means you're smart enough to look outside yourself for some direction and you're willing to look at yourself, you know, through another person's viewpoint and really say, is that who I am, you know? Who do I want to be? Is it working for me? That's a big question, right? Yeah. Is, is yeah. your life is your life working? If it's not, I want to be able to call Doug. I want somebody to call that I can trust because the big thing is trust. Yeah. Big thing is can I as a business leader for a moment because i think the more people you're responsible for doug the bigger your company the less likely you are to trust interpersonal relationships you you got to keep a really tight circle because you cannot just leak information that's personal and not be concerned that it can come back in your face so the more people we're responsible for i think we're a little bit more tight-fisted with what we who we're dealing with and who we're sharing our stuff with but as we do become more vulnerable doug our big leaders become more vulnerable, I think they'll become more powerful because it's only secrets that nail us. It's only secrets that people get blackmailed for. If you're willing to be who you are and do it properly, with proper self-esteem and humility, you can do more good and create more profit than any secretive person can and live well.
0: Let me uh, let me back up a little bit on something you said there that kind of caught me. Okay. Uh, you mentioned to me you play tennis. Yes, sir. Okay. Have you ever had a tennis coach? No, sir. No, <laughs> I haven't.
1: Are you self taught? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it probably shows in my game. <laughs> <laughs> my game is not you, real tight. You, you've cemented. There goes my example. <laughs> oh, right my out the goodness. I'm sorry. You know, but I'm like, looking to get a coach. <laughs> looking to get I a coach. Am, am right, so I
0: can work with that. So, okay. why are you looking to get a tennis coach? Because my form sucks. Because your form sucks. Yeah.
1: So, you want to get better. I want to get better with my back, my backhand, and uh, my serving, my, my form. So, you know, I, I do a lot of snooping on the court. You know, I'm I'm always lit. But unfortunately, they're always teaching like six-year-olds. Six year and so I'm not getting some really good stuff. But um, not that there's not a lot of good stuff in six-year-olds. But, yeah, you, you know, the prove, mentality. Prove your grip. Don't, right?
0: Don't let, don't let it slip. No, and I just, I just had to ask
1: somebody the other day, what is the proper way I've been holding like this for 25 years? Um, yeah, so now I'm looking for, I will. openly this, want to coach for that. Where I was going with that is right.
0: that, there is such a misconception that mm. people go to a coach, life coach or business coach yeah. because they aren't working. Mm. They have a problem. Mm. Many people go to coaches whether it's a business coach, a life coach, right. a voice coach mm-hmm. to get better oh, so at true. something they already do. I'm glad you brought I'm okay? glad you said that. Yes. So, I mean, I have a coach. Mm-hmm. I've had a coach since I've started coaching. Nice. Um because I know I can always get better. Right. You know. Right. And I need sometimes I need reinforcement that I'm doing the right thing. Right. Sometimes I need a little correction that I'm not doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I just need to be told, "Hey, you're doing good." Hmm. Um, but I think one of the drawbacks to one of the handicaps that mm-hmm. coaches deal with, mm-hmm. life or business, mm-hmm. is the the misconception mm. that you've got to be broken to go to one. That's uh, excellent. You know? point. And I don't mean to jump
1: on you, but it was just no. sort
0: of slipped in there that... No, you're that, absolutely you know.
1: right. And, you know, frankly, after we get out of the little bit of a mess that kind of... Because sometimes it's just really the mess that, inst- that instigates the relationship, you know? Yeah. But um, as I uh, revealed to you, I have clients I've had for 28 years. Um, they're not in a mess. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And they I, wouldn't I, have lasted 28 no, years. No, right? Yeah. And if they are, they should have fired me a long time ago. <laughs> um, but... No, the beautiful thing is I am clear that as a creator, if you admit that you are a creative human being, and that means constant creation. You're solving problems, you're, you know, maybe you're getting a new property, maybe you're getting a new business, maybe you're starting a new hobby. Uh, people who are really alive and enjoying their lives are creating constantly so as long as you're creating another business or you're trying to improve and refine what you got going or remodel your house whatever you're doing you're alive and you're creating something you are best by having a coach so that when you get into these little tiny weird places that you don't want to discuss with your husband or your wife or whatever the case might be or your dog's not giving you good advice then um, it just makes things grow that much bigger and faster yeah, and it's it's fun for the coach too.
0: We uh we had a woman we uh, talked to a, a few years back on the show, and she was uh she was a, a professional ice skater. Oh, oh great! Oh. And and she was not. Uh, how do I say this? She had been doing it for a number of years. Okay, <laughs> okay. She's a senior skater. She, I, she, I don't know. I don't <laughs> want to go there. Okay, okay. <laughs> but she was constantly. D- Using a coach, refining her techniques, making them a little bit better, right? To keep, you know, because there's no end to, as an ice skater, how right? How perfect can you be? Right, you know. Right. And I think everything's that way. Right. And to me, that's what coaching offers. And I and I think people see it more easily in in business coaching. They can mm-hmm. grab the concept mm-hmm. that. I'm not... My business isn't failing. That's not why I hired a coach. It's I think a coach might help me make it better. Right. But I don't know that they see that as clearly when they go to a life coach.
1: Well, I don't either. And I'm... I would like to see that change. Yeah. Because again, everything, you know, everything is connected. So the fact that you can... Uh, You know we have so many instances where top-notch people who have earned a lot of kudos from us kill themselves you know or or, you know our suicide rates um are are sometimes up now more than ever especially with our young people with all the stuff that it's available right because the one thing doug we have we have the most incredible technology we're sitting in a building that uses the word tech i mean tech is like the sexiest thing in the world right but it's our human development that is, is minuscule compared to our technological developments. So if we just lean into the conversations, Doug, the conversation about who am I, all right? Fairly, strictly elementary, indeed. Nonetheless, it will begin a conversation amongst all people that begin to go, okay, who am I, and how can I bring this to the table of my corporation, to my board of directors, to my home, to my to my courtyard, and begin to um, uh, unleash some of the things that are just your interpersonal most thoughts, and begin to integrate it into the rest of your life can be a really, a really great way to jack things up and get things moving ahead. I'd love to do a survey
0: of the general population and find out when was the last time you questioned yourself as to who you are. What's, what's important to you? I mean, you know, there's those points in life. You turn 21. It's like, okay, right. now I'm an adult. Right. Who, who am I? What yeah. am I going to do? What do I you drink? get married, you know, <laughs> you, you have kids. Right. There's some of those key sort of chronological... Yeah, benchmarks. Social benchmarks. Mm-hmm. But really, why aren't we asking that every day? Right. Know?
1: And especially, once you get past 40, I think if you get past 40, you should be thanking... You know, oh, the Lord above, thinking. right? <laughs> or whatever above. Um, because you get through four decades, um, life just starts to get fascinating. Yeah. Those first three three decades are painstakingly, you're really kind of on a track that you've been taught. But at 40 to 50 to 60, the seasons change. Each Each decade is a season to me. It's a season for rejuvenation, for reconsideration, and for, and for how are we participating? Is it still working for us? So each decade you get to ask yourself that question and reinvent yourself. Cool.
0: Hey, look, we're about to run out of time here. Before we uh, wind up,
1: how do people get a hold of you? Oh, well, I am what I am, Camberhill.com. Camberhill.com. So, yeah, Camberhill.com is my, uh, is my website. Okay. And my number, my uh, f- uh, uh, my coach, that's my phone number, 562-MY-COACH, which is 562-692-6224. Again, it's 562-692-6224. But, you know, I'm so clever. It's like, what do my clients think when they need to How do I get a hold of my coach? Oh, that's right. That's the number. So
0: what kind of clients are you looking for these days? Who would you like to have uh, listening to the show that would call you up and say, "Hey, Canberra, I've <laughs> got to talk."
1: Well, anybody who my voice speaks to is is the person I should tend to. If I could cherry pick, I just like watching my work reach more people. Doug, really, I would I would like to p- play a bigger influence on the way in which our business world is functioning. And maybe I'm being childish. Oh, no, I think it's a great goal. I think it's a great goal. But do you think I'm a fit, Doug? You would know. Can you sit here across the table from me with with the laughter you've heard come out of my body (laughs) and with my ideas, do you sincerely think that I could be of help? To? To the corporate conditions. To improving? To, the,
0: uh, yeah, the, the easy answer is to some and to some not. Yeah, right. But I mean, the, any one of us has that. Yeah. I mean, there are some that I'm not a fit because they look at me and they go, gray hair. <laughs> can't fit you know
1: well i'm with you on that i mean i'm not not against your gray hair hair. and that might not be necessarily
0: a younger person it might be another older person that's sitting there with no hair looking at me (laughs) saying that so i don't know where they get off right but but, you know so everybody's got a a image of who they're going to be comfortable with right but you started out the show talking Mm. about relationships right and i think that's the key to getting clients anywhere yes Can you get in an environment, Mm -hmm. create a situation Mm -hmm. where you can start to develop a relationship? Because... Mm Once I talk to you, I'm mm-hmm. more interested in you than mm-hmm. I was when you walked by and said hello first. Yeah, sure. Okay, okay. It's yeah. a guy right. that laughs a lot. Okay. <laughs> he laughs loud. Right. Now, that, that doesn't do anything for me. But once we had a conversation, that, <laughs> right. oh, okay, now I'm interested. That's, uh, okay. that's kind of crazy ideas. I'd like to know more about Oh, them. You good, know, good, whatever. good. So yeah. I think relationship is, is what
1: the goal should be. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not who's the stereotype that I would fit in with? Right. I hear you. And. Um, and you hit it, the nail on the head, Doug. Uh, I'm a relationship expert. Yeah, that's really my shtick. Is that I'm here to improve and develop the relationship issues that surround every single human being walking on this planet.
0: Okay, that's
1: great. Okay.
0: Camber, welcome to the coaching show, coaching perspective radio show community. Thank you for being uh, with my us. My pleasure. Thank well, you, okay, Doug. Have a great evening. Well, look if. Uh, you're listening to our podcast, thank you for visiting our website, thecoachingperspective.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out our archives for other shows with some great guests. And speaking of guests, we're, well, we've only got uh, 10 shows left for nine shows now for the rest of the year. And there's only a couple left that are open. So I guess... Uh, if you want to be on the radio show we'll be talking <laughs> too late no <laughs> what, a, what a lousy commercial that is If you want to be on the show we'll be scheduling people for next year soon mm. so you'll have plenty of time to get ready well look i hope you enjoyed the show today we have got some great guests lined up go to the website you can see it besides camber we've got Susan Howington coming, we've got Tina DePain, Ray Amir, Pat Fusco, Michelle Hensley, Joy Castiles. We have some coaches ranging from uh, sensitive, sensitive coaches to people talking about technology and all kinds of different things. So I hope you enjoyed the show today. Our goal, as always, is to have discussions that provide you with new ideas and information that you can put to use immediately to identify and achieve your goals. I'll be back with you again next week at our new time at 3 p.m. Have a great evening. You've been listening to the one show that takes a look at business from a different perspective, the coaching perspective, with
1: Master Certified Business Coach, Doug Gefeller.